Hello, welcome back to another episode of From the Inbox, the podcast. Guess who? It's me, Kane Wilkinson from Dusty Oregon, again, as usual. Uh, honestly, I kind of lost count of the episodes. I feel like we're going by them so quickly. I think it's episode 23 at this point, maybe. Who knows? Who really cares? What's important is I've got a wonderful new conversation here for you guys from Toronto-based MC Lex Leosis. She's putting out a new EP this July, and we chatted about that, plus her new single, Wanted, and the music video just came out this week. So I'm very excited to share this conversation with you. She's a wonderful Toronto native. She's got a lot of great stories from the city itself and about the city giving back to her. And if you haven't already, please follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your shows from. And if you're able to, go over to dustyorgan.com you know, the mothership of everything and sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's a nice little recap every month that keeps you up to date on all the best new releases. And it makes me feel like there's somebody out there listening to me. So it's a small little way of supporting and I appreciate it greatly. But if you want to support on an even bigger level, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash dustyorgan or buymeacoffee.com slash dustyorgan. They're very similar things. Yeah, new subscribers get a wonderful welcome bundle, which includes a personalized mix CD, customized to your taste, and some cool swag like a toque, coasters, stickers, buttons, all that fun stuff. Just search patreon.com slash dustyorgan or buymeacoffee.com slash dustyorgan. Anyways, enough jibber jabber. Let's get into this wonderful conversation with Toronto hip hop artist Lex Leosis. Here we go. What's up, everyone? I'm Lex Leosis. I'm an MC from Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to Dusty Organ. That's me, Kane <laughs> from Dusty Organ. Welcome to the From the Inbox, the podcast. Uh, yeah, I've got Lexi, Lex Leosis on the show today. Uh, she's putting out a new EP this summer and more, I guess, immediate. She just released a new single called Want It off of that EP. And uh, yeah, Lex's music, if you guys aren't familiar with it yet, it's freaking i i've seen multiple people talking about this way just powerful punchy and just so it just hits so hard she's this awesome mc from toronto and um this new this new single wanted Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna jump right into it is really cool because um it's all about you know empowering yourself being confident what you want to say and uh just kind of share your words about you know what the single is to you yeah wanted is I, like we were all stuck in this pandemic and I think like everyone I was watching hella movies and uh I was watching like a lot of oldies like Thelma and Louise and Heat and and like Ocean's Eleven and like heist films and stuff and um I remember when I first was going sifting through production that I had um and I heard that guitar I was like oh this sounds like like a Thelma and Louise type, like funk record. Um, and I grew up on funk. Uh, so I was really stoked to be able to incorporate that in this EP. So yeah, Wanted was like this kind of the opposite of where I was feeling in the pandemic, which is like, I'm stuck at home. I'm not playing shows. And like, it was like this track that allowed me to kind of just be outside of that zone in my life and just like really go for it powerful energy feeling like i'm on the road got the like high Thelma and louise style going on um so yeah it was like it was kind of like a vision almost you know yeah that's fun and like the rest of the ep too i, I gotta take a listen to it as well and speaking of like the higher energy and uh, just being the opposite of what the past you know what year and a half has been like mm-hmm. is uh 
Yeah. What's really cool about your, your style is it's very approachable with like the pop side of it. And you also dig really deep into the, the old school hip hop world of just pure lyricism, which mm-hmm. I think is what really captures people's attention nowadays too. It's when somebody has like a fantastic flow and you're like, it just grabs your attention. Um, yes. And have you, has that always been a goal of yours is to be an MC and, you know, be so, so strongly worded like that? Yeah, I I had a really interesting start into music. I actually started off through spoken word. So everything with spoken word is about the words and there's no backtrack helping you along. And like, you have to decide the flow and it can change. And there's really no like borders or rules and everybody's just listening and hanging on to every single word you say. So it's a good jumping off point because it just really taught me that I had to be nice with my pen. And then as I started, I've been rapping now for 11 years. Um, And as I started rhyming, that just kept with me. It was like, yeah, I like all these other artists who were rapping really quickly, but they weren't really saying anything when it was never really interesting to me. Um, So I want to be able to combine both, like have that capturing flow, but also like have lyrics that people can hold on to. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, especially with the way that a lot of more modern hip hop artists are is they they're very focused on you know how they sound and, and not so much what they're saying and it's nice to you know have that refreshing combination of both where you're you're, you're saying something and people still want to listen to what you're saying too which is cool yeah and i think all the greats have that in common you know is like i think anyone who i hang out with including myself like we're all aiming to be a master of our craft and that's part of it is like having all the dynamics of being a great mc covered so it's like flow lyricism a great live show you could play instruments you're, you're grasping onto production and music theory like that is all part of doing this forever you know yeah i, I feel like some people just make it look so easy but it's really so much more complex like that uh, which mm-hmm. is awesome and for yourself especially like you you really got your footing in the canadian music scene as part of the the hip hop group, the sorority. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it's been a few years since you guys were together, but um, I guess people don't know, like who, who were the sorority? Yeah. So the sorority kicked off with, uh, it's all female rap group kicked off with this uh, international women's day cipher in 2016, I think. Um, Don't quote me on the date. (laughs) I can't, the years have been passing with the pandemic like crazy. And now I don't know where we're at anymore. But yeah, it's been about five or six years since we've been together. And um, yeah, we we toured all across Canada. The cypher like jumped off at the beginning and we decided to make an album. And then we were opening up for like Wu-Tang and Snoop Dogg and um, yeah, yeah, Majid Jordan and Division. And uh, it was like really really crazy experience and i think for all of us just like made us level up because when you are rapping with other elite mcs like you have to you don't want to be the weakest link (laughs) you have to always bring that energy and bring every single thing to the table so um i think for all of us it was like a rap boot camp for (laughs) two or three years you know how did you guys uh how did you guys come together then for that cypher because i I know I, i remember listening somewhere that you guys had just pretty much met that first time at that yeah it was uh it was put together by this group called 40 ounce heroes and team backpack it was basically like when the cypher era was happening and they would just bring like this one was specifically all females and then they had another one with um like male mcs that they did a cypher with um so they just like 
it was kind of whoever was on the production team was like, oh, I've heard of this, this woman and I've heard of this woman and I heard and they just like we all got randomly invited by knowing someone in the production camp oh, and cool. we all had kind of been making our waves in one way or another in the city already. Um, yeah. That's so, that's so serendipitous that you guys kind of all flowed together for that thing. And then it just ignited this storm. Uh, yeah. Cause you guys were doing pretty well in terms of Canadian music scene where the people, you know, exclaim was picking you guys up touring around Canada festivals and stuff like that. So, and mm-hmm. you know, very deserving. So, and what's cool uh, as well as I think you guys pretty much, well, I don't want to say split up, but you know, went your separate ways cause you're all working on very interesting solo projects, yourself included. And uh, some, yeah. you know, Kesha Fresh. Have I a mighty, of course, with their wonderful albums and stuff. Yeah, that's uh it's been crazy. We we made the decision to part ways just based on the fact that we were all already working on all of this solo stuff while we were doing the group. And then it just didn't feel like it would be sustainable to do both. Like for all of us, like we we had to start being like, oh, well, like I have this show, but we have this show as the group. I have this show solo. So I like, then you're letting down the group because two other people are expecting to do the show and then you can't because you have a solo show. And it just started to be like, oh, schedule wise, this is going to be really, really hard. Um, And we just decided to leave it on a a good note instead of it like crumbling and and failing under this like new schedule permutation thing. Yeah, it's like that saying, you know, leaving a, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. You know, leave a party. That's it, yeah. That's it. Leave it while things are good. And do you find that, uh, like, how has that experience with the sorority kind of helped you really pursue your solo career further now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, it was like definitely more of a boot camp. It taught me, taught me different things. Like, I think we all really brought something different to the table, and that's why the group was so unique and interesting. Is because we all rap differently, but we also had different strengths and weaknesses. So we were able to really learn from each other. But I think the the main thing was just now having because Havaya and Keisha and I are still really good friends and like just having two other women in this industry that I'm close with and I can like share experiences with um has done a lot for like personally for my confidence and just like having people that are sharing a similar industry with you and being able to talk to people and like you know passing off a track and being like yo what do you think of this how does this sound? And like, just having those people as like really good friends has been great. And then also, um, it, it gave us all some notoriety, you know, like people are, people were checking for us all of a sudden with the sorority. Like we, we all had a little kind of buzz in our own way. Like I was really doing my thing online, like YouTube. I had a little state following Keisha, um, spent a lot of time in New York. So she was like really respected by a lot of like the old hip hop heads and like the legends. And she kind of knew that whole industry and Havaya had like Brampton and Toronto buzzing about her. So we all had these different things, but then like the sorority just elevated us to this like national platform really quickly. Yeah. It's just like synergy. All yeah. Yeah. Yeah which, yeah, is, which is really great about, you know, I almost want to say like super groups in a sense where you, yeah. yeah, you just compile your skills together and boom. Right. And going back to your point of like having, you know, other women to collaborate with and, you know, share experiences with and stuff. I'm genuinely curious, has, you know, over the years, especially, you know, between the sorority and, and now, how is your experience as a woman in the Canadian hip hop scene been mm. overall like have you noticed any progress and has there been a lot of you know obstacles obviously to kind of jump through and stuff or 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like women in every industry, because like every industry is a, a product of the larger society we live in, right? So all of those problems that exist in Canadian in Canada are exist in those structures as well. And the music industry, like being a particularly hard one, very racist, very sexist, very controlled by a small group of people, especially in Canada. Um, so yeah, like there's all types of different things. There's weird, they're creepy, creepy men that are like trying to work with you and you don't, you can't do that because they're creepy and you don't feel safe. Yeah. And then there's, there's just everyday things like safety, getting to and from shows, turning down offers because the person's insinuating that there's strings attached and it gets really, it gets really weird and hard. And, and any woman that's listening to this will relate to that in their own industry as well. Like it doesn't, it's not just the music industry. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's getting better in the sense that there's representation. And I think that's like a large part in changing any structure is having representations and voices at the forefront. And I've seen lately and we've all existed and like all the women that are coming up now have i've been around and wrapped with for years in this in in toronto especially yeah. so it's like now they're just getting light from all the dsps from spotify and apple and they're being on billboards and that's part of growing as as artists but also that like people are starting to pay attention to women now as mcs and historically in hip-hop culture women have always been here and have always been leaving their mark and their voice on every stage. But now I feel like, yeah, there is some attention shifting and money being put into us. And that feels great, but yeah. there's a lot of work to do, you know? Yeah, of course. There's definitely still like, it's still very, you know, heavily, as you said, like creepy male dominated yeah. industry, you know, like it's a very unfortunate truth with the, with the music world. And but it is, you know, it is comforting to see that there are, you know, larger parties putting effort and money and time into, you know, balancing everything out, which is, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing your own part too, especially, you know, as a native Torontonian, you're very <laughs> active in the community and like programs and classes and stuff. And uh, so kind of uh, like, what, what, what else do you do in terms of like the community around Toronto? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, big thing that I've been running for years is called MC Rec Shop. It's a program to train um, young MCs. That's actually uh, a program that started in Hamilton through Hamilton Youth Poets. Um, and so I've been doing that for six years, been running the program, um, wrote the curriculum for it. We do everything from hip hop history all the way to live performance for anyone, all different scale levels. It doesn't mean if you've never written a day in your life and you want to be an MC, you can come to class. That's if so you've fun. already been doing it for five years, we put everyone together and we all learn together. And that's also something that I've tried to share with my students along the way is that, is that like, you're, this is always a process and you're always learning. And so I'm right there writing verses with them and freestyling with them. And like, I don't little homie them for lack of better words, you know, like, I don't like when people do that. It's just like, these are MCs that are, if they put in the work will be just as good as you, if not better someday. So like here you are with them and you're their peer, not necessarily always their, their mentor or their teacher. So I've done a little bit of that. And I also am very involved in the cooking industry. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I, I, I do a lot of volunteer work uh, through giving food back to communities and people as well. 
Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, I love that you, you know, you're so true to your city and you, you love giving back to Toronto as much as you can, which is great. And yeah. do you feel that, you know, at the same time, has Toronto given you a lot to work with over the years? everything Toronto is like it's an obsession at this point it's like uh there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to happen and to be different and I mean Toronto people like to shit talk our own city and I think we're the only ones that are allowed to do it but uh yeah like Toronto raised me and like I went through the whole poetry scene I went through I'm still going through the rap scene here the hip-hop scene um I danced here when I was a kid like all the different cultures I grew up with just like a single mom and she was at work all the time. So I had like all these different communities that were my family. And those people like are, you know, I, I call them brother and sister and aunt and uncle. And like, even though we're not blood related because like they mean the world to me and, and Toronto like has truly raised me and I'll always, I will always give back here. That's awesome. And on that note, like, how do you feel that the Toronto scene has influenced your music and your career as an artist in the city? Mm. I think like Toronto's diversity in the music scene, like genre wise is so vast. And I think Toronto has been really good. We have like that, the, you know, the weekend sound that's like more melodic and like R&B. And then like, we also have like more like battle rap, like King of the Dot stuff. And then there's like a really incredible R&B scene here. There's an incredible rock community. Um, Just the diversity and how people are are really experimental with how they shift things here. Um, Like everyone I rap with is, is such a different rapper than I am. And so that's been really cool for like creativity. And that's why like on this new EP with Wanted, especially like I was able to take like some rock influences and some funk influences and feel comfortable just putting that into my music because everything here just feels like experimental and free. And I, I love that about Toronto. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make even more about your upbringing here in Toronto stuff too is on this album, uh, on this EP, mm-hmm. I know that you really focused on bringing in uh, acoustic instrumentation, like really like organically analog recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that that was actually heavily ins- inspired by an old record collection from your, your late grandfather. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was my, uh, my grandpa on my mom's side was like a huge jazz head and he had this foresight to leave me all of his records. Um, and he died when I was pretty young. So I, and like, my mom was saying like, we have records for you. Like she kept saying that to me over the years. And I was like, okay, like just not expecting what it was, but I have really great memories with my, my gramps listening in his car. Cause sometimes he'd help out my mom and come pick us up or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And he'd always have jazz on in the background. And so as I started to sift through these records, finally, cause I um, now have my own place and I have the space to take 500 records, you know, yeah. as I started sifting through that era of music, I'm like, oh man, like I want to learn instruments. So during the pandemic, I picked up the piano and I, I've, uh, I'm like six weeks into the bass right now as well. And, oh, cool. and just, yeah, just like really trying to contribute to my music in a new way because, uh, the I still work my pen every single day and I will always continue to grow as an MC. Uh, but I really the ultimate goal is to be an all around insane musician. And I, I really do want to do this for the rest of my life. So I, I wanted to start to build that production and that music theory side of things as well. That's awesome. Um, and you're making a really cool effort to, you know, you know, as you're saying, you know, working the pen every single day too. And 
you're doing a lot of you're making uh, making it almost into a fun activity with uh, TikTok because I I, yeah. I saw that one of your TikToks went pretty viral. Uh, you know, courtesy of the Arkells and K Flather track, you can get it. And yeah, that was actually one of my uh, more recent uh, kind of um, notices of you was that thing. And I remember watching, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a, speaking of, you know, like the whole Toronto scene, like you get all these genres mixing together and stuff. And that's a perfect example. You get these pop rock icons like the Arkells and K-Flay, oh. and then you just threw your own fun spin on it. And uh, yeah, how, how have you been keeping up with, uh, you know, making sure to do it almost a regular basis on TikTok? Yeah. So um, it's kind of like been a, unknown thing about me just because I, I have been teaching it as a mentor that I like write every day. That's just something I just have this like whole discipline theory of like, if you do something every day, you'll be good at it. And I've never, I've never really been too scared to like fail or look bad at something. Like I will be on my Instagram story failing at piano in front of 7,000 people who know I'm good at rapping. And I'm like, I, but I suck at piano. So TikTok was like this thing. My little cousins had it. There's this new platform. Um, Some of my friends who work in the music industry, not as musicians are talking about the importance of being on TikTok and how the algorithm really supports indie artists and, um, so I'm like, I have to be on it. I'm already writing a verse every single day. I'm just not showing anyone. So like, why would I not be doing this? And then the pandemic hits and we can't tour anymore. So it's like, how are you supposed to get fans if you can't put yourself in front of new people every day? And then it was just like this perfect storm. So I started TikTok in March. I actually just hit 10,000 followers the other day. Wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it was really quick. And I had a couple, I had a couple viral ones. I had one that almost did a million. Um, and then I had the other day, I had one that did about half a million. Um, and just every day there's like new people that, yeah, yeah, like (laughs) every day there's like new people that are discovering my music because of these like random freestyles. So there is this disciplined aspect. I was doing it every day at the beginning and then that just felt like really hard. (laughs) So, um, so I, Cause I want to be writing my own music as well. Right. I don't want to just be doing TikToks. So now I do about three to five a week. Um, I usually spend like an hour or two a day, just like freestyling over different ones, putting them in the drafts and then putting up whatever one is like really fun. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. But it's been this like really cool other community that I had no idea about. There's truly like this hip hop community on TikTok as well. So I've been like linking up with producers from like Atlanta and Texas and just like starting to make actual music with people who I met through a TikTok. That is so amazing to hear that, especially, you know, uh, American producers like Atlanta and Texas, like they have their own really rich hip hop sounds that Mm -hmm. are so fun. Um, Have you always kind of admired those uh those scenes the southern yeah i i uh have like a old my my ex lived in texas and we dated for a long time so i've been to texas and i've i've been there for like three to five years like every summer so i i've got used to the rap scene out there and i love i've always been obsessed with like the southern sound of hip-hop it's so unique and like beautiful and their voice their voices and their tones their vocal tones are like unmatched to me you can listen to them for hours and hours that deep southern tone is so amazing to listen to um and then atlanta obviously is just a 
a conglomerate for hits like just yeah. all the hits come from atlanta now and the production scene out there is crazy too so um i do have a couple of friends from atlanta that that i work with regularly and now with the production side of it coming in it's just like i feel like i've never been but i i, I feel like as soon as this opens up i'm, I'm going to atlanta <laughs> yeah you're already building a network there so that's that's awesome that's it and i, I feel like you're really connected to the states too because I was reading a lot and uh, a lot of spots were mentioning that you had like a Californian, uh, I guess, influence. And yeah, uh, I used tie. to live there. Okay. Yeah. How, how long ago was that? Um, so I lived there. I lived in two six month stints. So one in the Bay Area and one in LA. Um, and I have like a couple best friends who are artists out there as well. And we've gone on tour out there lots together. Um, so that's been really fun. And like just living in California and like they also like the Bay Area has its own very unique, like incredible scene. And the energy in the Bay is just unmatched. Like I remember being there the first time being at a Bay Area show and thinking this is so different from Toronto because it's just all like love and energy and everyone's like touching the stage and just so happy to be at a hip hop show. And it's, it's truly like one of the best cities, like areas, regions in the world, the Bay Area. Like I love it there. And LA is weird in its own, but it does make you level up in a competitive way because everyone's in LA. So yeah. it's like you could just be at a party with like seven people who are phenomenal artists and you have no idea. And then you like, you're like, they're like, yeah, follow me on Instagram. And you're like, oh my God, you're like this incredible guitar player. I had no idea. I was hanging out with you all night. And so it's just really inspiring. LA is just like constant networking. Yeah. That must, yeah, that must get exhausting after a while too. And then, you know, it's kind of refreshing, Definitely. I'm sure to head back to, to Toronto and you saw that nice network and, you know, that competitiveness, but it, do you feel that it's uh, almost more of a community here or do you find that, you know, your time in California, those people have more of a sense of community. Would you be able to compare them at all? Or? Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Toronto is just unique in that once you're in, you're in, and it sometimes feels like really hard to be in, you know? And I know like a lot of people have that like claim of Toronto, which is like, it's just small and it's like very gatekeeper-ish and that's definitely a thing. And there's so many people behind the scenes that work in the industry that are trying to change that. Um, and people who now have jobs at like TikTok and Spotify and Apple and are like really trying to put all types of different Toronto artists on. So I feel like it's moving away from like being that gatekeeper kind of community, but Toronto's just, different because you could go to a hip hop show. You could go to two in one night and there'd be completely different sounds and a completely different experience. And people are ciphering on the streets in Kensington. And like, you know, you just got like someone who's works at McDonald's. That's like one of the best rappers that you've ever heard. And just like, I don't know, Toronto's just filled to the brim with talent and the Bay area is just, it's just all love and, and like, chill there like it's very similar but in different ways i i can't really put it into words but if <laughs> you can fair. imagine that california is just like just like a warm hug you know yeah. and toronto feels like a little bit more hostile but like once you're in the community it's just it's a it's beautiful that's yeah that's amazing that's that's a good way to put it i feel like you combine the two that you know something amazing would happen even more so but uh, yeah exactly 
And, you know, speaking of love and stuff like that too, I, I guess I could bring it back to your, uh, to your new EP with Terracotta. That's mm-hmm. pr- predominantly why I brought you on here. To talk about that. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said before, you know, it's about empowering and having the, the voice and the courage to say what you mean and express it. And um, how, how much did like a real relationship kind of go into influencing this, this record? Mm, um yeah there were a couple that <laughs> that were that were a couple this, all right yeah yeah um yeah so I'm bisexual and also poly um so the relationships on this album are not necessarily one person but just made up and I also take a long time to write projects like okay. I usually keep things in the vault and then bring them back up because I always say like I'm nervous to take up too much space as a musician and then also as a white person in hip-hop and like always having the mic and the space like I need to contribute something meaningful and the thing that I've been able to contribute is like myself and all on authenticity you know and so I have to live first to be able to make those songs and so I'll make them and then I'll vault them and then I'm like oh this is a great song and it needs to to be brought back up back up so I feel like terracotta is probably yeah about two or three different relationships um that I've pulled from different parts of my life over the last two or three years and I just wanted it to be like really raw and honest but shifting from my last EP I wanted it to like feel like some summer nostalgic and a little bit lighter than my old stuff not as like cyphery and like hard but more just like you could run this on a loop all summer and make it makes you feel good you know it's honest but it's like it's it's music you can jam to still yeah that's a good way of putting it i because yeah you start you know start to finish it's just such a chill and fun album and you get that sense that you know even though it is you know it's it, it is difficult to put yourself out there especially with people that you really care about and stuff but you mm-hmm. the sound of the record just feels so much you know easier and carefree that it, it's a nice way of giving people that that boost to be like yeah, you know what? I'm gonna tell somebody how I feel. And uh, yeah, yeah. Do you find that you often take your own advice, or do you? <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but um, yeah. I feel like I'm starting to. I'm starting to now. I really wanted to create a project that was like all the songs that I wish I had said to people. Like, won't wait. The one that I already released, the first single off Terracotta, was uh, was literally a letter that I wanted to write to someone that I made into a song Um, which was like which was like I I don't want you to waste my time I want you in my life and I care about you um but you know when you're in those moments you don't always say those things eloquently or or how you want them to be like you just you're just like okay do whatever you want you know sometimes you're just like okay like you're having this conversation and then you leave and you're like ah I really wanted to say ABC, but I didn't say any of those things. Um, So I've been doing this thing where I write stuff down, like before I have a conversation with people and some of those things have turned into songs. Um, But now I'm trying to like be a little bit more confident and allow people to just come and go as long as they respect me and love me and and I can give my love and respect to them back. But like when it's time for someone to leave my life, I'm not going to try and hold on to them, you know, just let things go. That's so, yeah. So eloquently put really. And it, it actually, that reminds me so much of, you know, the comments before about watching a lot of movies and stuff, because that is such a movie thing is that they have Mm -hmm. these perfectly scripted answers to these, these moments of like, you know, it's really is like a very adrenaline pumping sort of situation when you're having these tough conversations, at least, you know, personally, 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, you always wish you had thought of this. It comes to you at three o'clock in the morning or when you're showering or something. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not real. So it's, it's, I feel like, do you feel like you were able to kind of combine those two on this record where you, you had that preparation period, but you also were able to kind of bring in the, the raw truth to it? Yeah, I thought um, the like really coolest part about making this specific EP. Uh, so my roommate, her best friend is the executive producer of Terracotta. So we met through my roommate nice. and he was around during the pandemic um, because he was like practically here all the time. And um, so we were making music and it just felt like comfortable to be making music with somebody that you know so well. And that left a lot of room for like organic things to happen in the album making process. And I think that's what brought a lot of truth into the, the statements, because like you said, in like a movie script, everything's perfectly written. And in a song, it's also can be perfectly written. Um, you're like, no, I'd never say that. Or like, I'm going to say it this way. And like, when you're in the booth and someone's watching you do that that knows you really well, they can call you on things like you would never say that or like you didn't say that the way you, you might have said that harsher than you just said it there, you know? So there was a lot of switching and like last minute changes that, that led to this being like such a dense, like authentic version of myself. And I'm really proud of it. Usually I get really nervous putting out projects because by the time they're coming out to the public i'm already like over them and then yeah. the new spot but this this still feels like every song on there just like rings true and it feels like who i am as a person still well we'll see what the rest of the world has to say once it comes out that's it's, true yeah well that's, that's so important that you know you're able to have somebody holding you accountable you know for what you're saying and you know what you're putting out into the world and uh mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome and uh yeah, and I know the music video for Wanted comes out as well the same day or came yeah. out the same day. I'm, I always do this. I always pretend like I'm recording this the week of. <laughs> the everyone, week knows, of. everyone knows, everyone knows, Kane. This is we preemptive. could just let it, we could just let it go, <laughs> Kane. It's a week early. Yeah. Yeah, it's a week early right now. I'm pretending that I'm recording it ahead of time. But yeah, um, yeah and, and it's such a, it's such a fun visual. I, I saw a clip of it where, you know, like you're saying, it's a mix of Dumb and Louise and, and, uh, yeah, heat and all that, that fun troublemaking type of music and visuals so one for a for a hot girl somewhere hopefully kane we're, we're gonna everybody's outside now and it's it's hopefully gonna be a fun one yeah what's that lyric um poster child oh i want to post a child yeah that's I it you want this <laughs> i love that I want yeah it, you want exactly, this exactly exactly just that like just that that sheer confidence that you feel sometimes when you're just like nah like you could you could go because I'm wanted you know <laughs> that's yeah that's that should be the that hopefully will be the anthem for the hot girl hot boy hot non-binary summer is let's go you want this I'm, I'm here it. for it cool yeah so don't forget guys check it out wanted Alex Leosis her new album terracotta the EP's out July 9th and uh, more importantly, follow her on TikTok because there was one, I forgot to bring this up before, she literally raps over a guy cooking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it is awesome. It's one of my favorites. It is so oh, cool. I was you. like, oh, what? what? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. I just started to get weird on TikTok because there's yeah. like, there's not as many beats that I like. And now that I've rapped over so many of them and I'm like, okay, I'll just rap over some guy chopping stuff, you know? And it 
worked it worked I don't well know what else to say man this yeah so like, creative that was so shit. Cool. and that's the beauty of tiktok that's so. it and you, yeah, you can just be found at what Lex Leosis. Very yeah, on everything: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Leo like lion, sis like sister. L e o s i s. I like that. Leo like lion, s like sister. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Lex. Thanks for uh, joining me on the show this week. Thank you so much for having me, Kane. Peace.